As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. And now, Dear John. Dear John, have you seen what's happened to the Nebraska football program? Sincerely, Jarrett in Earlham. Yeah, Jarrett, I've seen it. It's a mushroom cloud. And there still is. Look, there's a mushroom cloud. That was amazing. Dad. That was I was right. I was right. That was a very cool explosion. I saw the coolest part. Live from WHO HD, it's Sound Off with Keith Murphy and John Sears. Featuring Andy Fails with What's Bugging Andy. Now, get ready to sound off. John, I'm pretty sure that was the Riverside YMCA implosion. No, I'm pretty sure that's Nebraska football. We should have a couple of happy fan bases today, right? I think Uh, so. Sound off hot topics. The number to call, 515-282-9010. Are the Hawkeyes ready for a run at winning the West? Uh, Going into the season at Wisconsin looked like the toughest game on the schedule, and Iowa State won, and Iowa State won convincingly. Here we see the Hawkeyes with the Heartland Trophy. Back in Iowa City for the first time in six years. Yeah, Wisconsin had won nine straight, and the Cyclones, this is a, a win to build on, right? Could Iowa State surprise people in the next eight games? ISU could be an underdog in all eight games. Any Iowa fan that was still holding out jumped back aboard the Hawkeye Express. A year after winning zero trophy games, Iowa is now two for two. And the Hawks took back the bowl in one of the toughest places to win. It was an old-fashioned back alley street fight, a Big Ten brawl. It sure wasn't pretty. Not in the high-octane offense era we live in. But when you find a way to win, it's more Ronda Rousey than Tyler Durden. Kirk Ferentz called that win pretty. Because any Big Ten road win at number 19 Wisconsin is a thing of beauty. Even in a bare-knuckle brawl, Kirk 2.0 goes for it on fourth down from his own 25. Now, Taylor Swift is the new Sports Illustrated cover jinx. Wherever she shows up, the team loses. But on the week, Hawk fans passed around this photo of young C.J. Beathard with T-Swizzle. The Hawks won. The Cyclones got right. Iowa State beat the snot out of Kansas, which proved ISU is markedly better this year. And KU is as bad as advertised. Let's give Paul Rhodes credit. Rhodes feels the pressure, but he did not back down or downplay the role of favorite all week. He embraced it. The Cyclones had his back. 
If Iowa State is favored again this season, it could be against Texas. What? Texas has the most money, the easiest recruiting, a top five brand, and the Longhorns trailed TCU 50 to nothing. Boosters may cancel the season. Think of the worst scandal for your basketball program, and Louisville can top it. The head of basketball operations allegedly paid prostitutes to have sex with teenage recruits for four years. That story has Rick Pitino longing for the salad days of giving players free cars and airfare. Some well-intentioned Cubs fans raised money to send Steve Bartman to Wednesday's wild card game. All expenses paid. Bartman, no surprise, declined. He has shown integrity at every turn, despite being the most ridiculous scapegoat in modern sports history. As the excellent documentary Catching Hell shows, the night the Cubs choked away a World Series berth, mob mentality turned on a guy who did not deserve it. And Burger King? No thank you. I'll eat a Whopper every now and then, but I don't need one served on a black bun. That looks like something left in my dorm bread box back in college. John, what do you think? You know what I think. Hey, Burger King, bring a couple of those Whoppers over here and I'll see how many I can put down during the show. (laughs) I think it was a must-win game for Iowa State and I was glad to see the Cyclones back me up in my prediction. That's what you're supposed to do to bad teams and Kansas is as bad as they get. I think the Cyclones found the running back in Mike Warren. Back-to-back 100-yard games, and he's just a freshman. Speaking of challenges, hello, Big 12. ISU likely underdogs in all remaining eight games. Now, that doesn't mean the Cyclones can't or won't win, but they won't face anyone resembling Kansas. It wasn't pretty. It was somewhat painful at times to watch, but give credit to Iowa. Not many teams go into Madison and leave with a win, and win while holding Wisconsin without a touchdown, kudos to the D. Now, it would be easy for me to sit here and heap praise on the Hawks, but it's time to think big picture, so I'll nitpick. I like Kirk Ferentz 2.0, but early in the game, passing on the field goal and going for it on fourth down, not sure I like that call. It didn't end up hurting, but I think I take the three points. C.J. Beathard has proven to be an upgrade from Jake Rudock, but he also needs help. Nine of 21 for 77 yards. Bethard missed some throws. The O-line wobbled at times. And where are the tight ends? The Hawks have to develop better passing moving forward. Have to. They won't hold every team to six points. And they certainly won't gift the gift of facing many quarterbacks like Joel Stobby. All of those things happen, and Iowa still wins at Wisconsin. And there's something impressive about that because the Hawkeyes have been losing these close games in recent years, this makes all the difference. Yeah, and they were missing Boone Myers, starting left tackle, missing Tavon Smith, and starting a couple of games. number one wide receiver, and they still won. It was ugly, but hey, they won when they showed they can play when defense needs to step up. 515-282-9010. Let's hear from some Hawk fans, your reaction to that win. And John, uh, you ready to take back Iowa State passing on every down now, now that the Mike Warren has shown he can run the football? Well, I think I put a jolt into the coaching staff. You know, I, I gave them a jolt. I told them what they needed to do at that time, and then they, they found a way to get the running game going. So I'll take a little bit of credit, right? Uh, if, if it helps, John. If it helps you feel better. Let's go to uh, Denny in Fort Dodge, Denny, what did you think of the uh, Cyclones game at Jack Trice Stadium? Hey, just like you guys were saying, it was a tough game, but they did pull it out. I was proud of them, and I want to say something about my high school Dodgers. They 
are going for their seventh win this weekend against Marshalltown for homecoming. So go Clowns and go Iowa State. One thing I will say, it wasn't a tough game for Iowa State. They weren't sweating this one. No. They rolled over Kansas. They, they could have put up 50 probably. Uh, they started off a little slow, but when they got it rolling, the Jayhawks are the Jayhawks have no business being in the Big 12 right now in, in football. It's, it's ridiculous. It, it got a little bit uh, quirky uh, in, at the start, and it, it was three nothing for a while, and then yeah. it was it felt over by halftime. Now over in uh, Wisconsin, in Madison, Wisconsin. The thing that we thought going into the game was that Iowa had the better quarterback and that could make the difference. And I yeah. think that proved to be true because all the things you said about C.J. Beathard, um, kind of his, his weakest game as a starter, he's yet to lose a game as a starter. C.J. did struggle mm-hmm. a little bit uh, for all the reasons you say, but he was still convincingly better than Joel Stave. Man, you want to talk that about guy a had guy a rough day. And talk about making bad plays at bad times for Stabby. I mean, look, look at this. This throw here to Desmond King, you would think King was the receiver. Then he threw it again to King later. He fumbled twice. The worst was the fumble on the one-yard line. I think he got stepped on a little bit when he backed up. But still, you fumble on the one-yard line, and then he threw the incomplete bad pass to end the game. It was a rough day for Stabby. So, I think Hawkeye fans are, are happy that they have Bethard on their side. Yeah, and, and uh, the, the line has to block better for yeah. Bethard. Uh, they need some separation. The receivers need some separations there. they got to get more open. Mike is in Altoona. Mike, a win at Wisconsin. What did you think? I thought it was great, man. I'm a long, hard, uh, diehard Hawkeyes fan. The defense, I thought, was just absolutely amazing in this game. Going forward, I hope to see good things out of them as far as being 5-0 and and everything. I look forward to continue. I'm actually going to the games next week. i got front row seat tickets, so I'm looking forward to the Hawkeyes doing really well. A question for you, Mike. Uh, you, you certainly know a lot of Hawkeye fans. Do you know anybody who's not back on board now? Because as we know going into the season, there were some Hawk fans who felt like uh, they wanted to see a coaching change. And uh, to give Kirk Ferentz credit, I do think he has changed. I think it's not as uh, that, that he deserves credit for changing his approach to football in ways that the fans like and that seem to be benefiting the football program. i got to give total credit to him. I think he's done a great job so far this year. I hope he continues to do it that way going forward as is. But I think, yeah, a lot of people were doubtful about Ferentz as far as, you know, looking into a lot of the uh, media attention and everything as far as with it. They were talking about letting him go and everything. But I think he's definitely proven this year that he deserves to be there and deserves to keep on going. So your friend's back on board. I mean, me, I've always been on board myself. I'm a diehard Hawkeyes fan, whether they win or lose. But as far as the rest of the people, I think, yeah, I think a lot of people have gotten back on that train. And But me, myself, I'll always be a Hawkeyes fan, whether they lose or whether they win. All right, Mike, thank you. Yeah, John, if you're a Hawkeye fan, you need to be back on board. This is fun. Then the crazy thing about Kirk, the Kirk Ferentz era, he had them up in 2002. They took a dip. He brought them back. They went to another BCS. They took a dip. Now it looks like they're kind of going back up that hill. Not many coaches can kind of resurrect a program three times. It looks like Ferentz is on that track. It's early, only five games, but right now it looks like this could be the third resurrection for Hawkeye football. Time for a look-alike with local connections. Old Spice judges. First up, Iowa kicker Marshall Kane. Looks like Chris Souls. We call him the Batch. The Bachelor. He is also from Iowa. This comes from Ryan M. in Waukee. Old Spice, what do you think? 
That's a good one. Now, Marshall Kane, that's a pretty good compliment, right? When you're compared to The Bachelor. There you go. Mark uh, writes, Joe Madden, Cubs manager. <laughs> Looks like Roger Sterling from Mad Men. Old Spice. Another good one. There we go. Like us on Facebook, Sound Off Nation. Andrew writes, Ferrance haters? Crickets. Go Hawks. Was that your cricket impression? It's a cricket. I don't know really what it was. <laughs> it sounded like a dying rooster. like a roadrunner or something. Beep, beep. <laughs> Jeff writes, we beat Kansas, which was expected, but we don't stand a chance the rest of conference play. Head up, know. Jeff. Come on. No, no, I, I don't think that's true. Did you see Texas yesterday just for one? And and uh, Texas Tech, Iowa State should go to Texas Tech feeling look, like it can win that game. Look, Baylor, TCU, Oklahoma. Outside that, anything can happen. Andy took a nice, relaxing trip to Florida last weekend. Did you say relaxing? I did say relaxing. I wouldn't say relaxing. That trip is what's bugging Andy. Hmm. I love living in Des Moines. I always tell people that it's got everything you need in a place to live without all of the stuff that you don't want, like bad traffic, high crime, difficult parking, and expensive housing. But being a smaller city, we've, of course, got our shortcomings. I ran into one of those last weekend at the airport. The Des Moines airport is actually one of my favorite things about living here. It's so easy to deal with, you almost feel sorry for people living in places like Chicago and Atlanta. But flying out of Des Moines almost always means you've got to switch planes at a bigger airport, thus extending your trip. I say almost always because we do have an alternative. We have Allegiant Air. Allegiant Air gives us nonstop flights to places we like to go, like Florida, Phoenix, and Las Vegas, places we can't fly to direct on other airlines. We like that so much that we are willing to turn ourselves into barking seals and put up (laughs) with all the other crap that comes along with a ticket on Allegiant Airlines, beginning with the hoodwink that is the low, low ticket price. $79 to get to St. Petersburg. Wow, what a steal. Of course, that's one way. Add another 79 to get home. And if you want to bring any luggage, then you not only pay for each checked bag, Allegiant makes you pay for a carry-on bag. And another $5 to print out your boarding pass. And another $20 to select your seat. More if it's in an exit row or in the front row or a window seat or any other seat where you might prefer to sit. Even if you're some howling lunatic who actually prefers to sit in the middle seat in the very back of the plane, they'll still charge you extra for that seat. Now, my wife and I thought that was really stupid, so we followed the advice of some friends and didn't select seats at all. Allegiant placed me in a middle seat, one row ahead of her aisle seat. When she asked the woman next to me to switch seats on the plane, (laughs) the stewardess came running up from 10 rows back to tell us we could do that for safety and security reasons. Right. (laughs) Look, Charlie Cheapskate, you want to force me to pay more for my ticket 
then just charge more for the ticket. Don't insult my intelligence by spinning me some yarn about safety and security. I don't ever recall a story about a plane going down because somebody switched seats. Once you pay all the extra charges, then Allegiance flights are about the same price as all the others. Of course, the others aren't direct flights, and therefore, we central Iowa beggars can't be choosers. We're like Eskimos in northern Alaska, forced to pay $12 for a bag of sugar. Don't like it? Take your business elsewhere, even if elsewhere is a long way away. I know, I know, it's a first world problem in a city where I don't have many gripes at all. But hey, I'm Andy, and that's what's bugging me. Nicely done, Andy. Remember these Cyclone football helmets? Not well, them. not these, but, you know, the ones Hawkeye the Cyclones are wearing. They're part of Who's in Your Five throwing an interception, next. And Iowa State never looked Please follow us on Twitter. It's at SoundOff13. B. McCool is a Cyclone fan. He writes, a good win. QB still scares me on third down plays. Three wins is best case scenario. Rhodes keeps job one more year. 60-40 odds on that. Jordan tweets they can win the Big Ten. That's right. I said it. They're playoff contenders. We just need more from our offense. Go Hawks. John writes, has anybody seen Cooter Ray after the Nebby loss. We're worried about him in Ames. Haven't Have, seen him. Yeah, no. Gabe writes, the Hawkeyes are 5-0, and and the Cubs made the playoffs. All over Iowa, therapists <laughs> are going broke. My confidence for the Hawks is through the roof. Easy schedule. CJB played pretty awful, and we still beat a ranked foe on the road. Also, just in on Twitter, Kyle wondering if uh, Conrad is called in and is he, st- is he still baked off the blood moon. <laughs> All right, this, uh, this helmet here, LostLetterman.com says Iowa State should go back to this helmet. Loss Letterman calls it one of the ten best throwbacks in the country. Ooh. So who's in your five? Our five favorite Cyclone helmets. We disagree with Loss Letterman. The helmet known to some as Cy in a Blender ranks fifth. At number four, we have the current helmet. Uh, John, it's classy looking, yep. but it's boring. The the I I State doesn't really stand out. I State could be a number of states yeah. starting with I. Yep. Uh, number three, mid-70s helmet. Here this, we go. This one was Here used against Iowa in the Shaggy game. Five field goals. Like that one a lot. Yeah. At number two, late 80s, early 90s. Here we go. Now we're getting into the good stuff. Cyclones on the side. Now, Cyclones is such a unique name. Market it. Mm. And that's why number one has an actual Cyclone we on it. The helmet from the early to mid-80s. Now, do you think they were thinking that the yellow was a little too bold and they wanted to get away from the, the big, bright yellow helmets? I think that, that you... some coaches and some people have trouble getting past anything that looks yellow. You calling me yellow, uh, boy? Yeah, especially yeah, back it, in the 80s and 90s, yeah, too, when those helmets were, yeah. But it's, it's, it's a great-looking color. Those helmets looked awesome. I love the old-school helmets. I do, too. The iState, it looks good, but if you're the only Cyclone, Use that. Yeah. It, it would be like Iowa going back to the eye on the side of the helmet. If you have the uniqueness of that Tiger Hawk, you, you put the Tiger Hawk on the helmet, right? That's why when uh, who was it, Southern Miss tried to make a logo that looked somewhat like Iowa's, right. and I was like, no, 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 no. That's our logo. We're not letting anybody use that. 
Philip is in Urbandale. He's got baseball on his mind. The three-time division champions, three times in a row, St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, Philip, what do you think? Yeah, yeah, I think they did pretty good this year. They won it again and had the best record. I'm just a little worried because they had a rough weekend. All right, let me ask you, Philip. Be as honest as you can. Who do you want? You want the Pirates or you want a piece of the Young Cubs? I'd rather take the Pirates because the Cubs have got our number the last couple times. I, the Cubs, they're hot. They're I, hot. I, I said this they earlier believe. to Dave Price. I think all I, we around here would love to see Cubs Cardinals. But I think if you're a Cardinals fan, you want no piece of the Cubs. You want no piece of a hot rival right now. They you, believe, too, yeah, man. They really the do believe. The young team that can believe they can beat anybody, you want no part of that. All right, Jocko and Clive is still to come on Sound Off. But coming up next, Jordan Spieth via an Iowa connection. Uh, well, that all works its way into face-off. The tattoo juggaloo on Twitter at SoundOff13, he would, he would like a who dat since the Saints ended the overtime real quick. Who dat? Yeah, we appreciate it. There you go. Time to bounce around some more topics. We call it face-off. Grapple on the gridiron. The wrestling meet at Kinnick Stadium has already sold over 23,000 tickets. It's going to smash the NCAA wrestling attendance yep. record. You love this idea, right? Fantastic. Love anything that creates buzz, and this will do for wrestling what the Winter Classic did for hockey. Here's your crazy stat of the day. Jordan Spieth's caddy, Michael Greller, who grew up in Orange City, Iowa, made more money this year as Spieth's caddy than Tiger Woods did as a player. Not a bad gig, right? That is a great stat. It's a great gig with a singular player, but I love that Spieth always says we and our team. I think Greller does play a big part in Spieth's success, and Jordan knows it. The Cubs take on the Pirates in a one-game wildcard playoff Wednesday night. Winner moves on to face the Cardinals. This photo recently went viral of all the Cubs rookies dressed in dresses. This team looks to be having a lot of fun. I wonder if all the guys hoped they could be Elsa. You know Elsa, right, John? Let it go, let it go, can't hold you back anymore. Uh, enough. Please. John has, John, how old's your daughter? Four. <laughs> Jeez, you've been waiting to say that for a while. Uh, credit Joe Madden for the change in culture. He's been masterful and fun. Finally, one of the biggest fashion faux pas is being put to bed at BYU. The Cougars say no more man buns. Props to BYU for getting rid of this ridiculous hairstyle, right? No. What? I wish I had the hair for a man bun. I would rock it daily. Really? No, John, I'm kidding. I'm not a monster. Goodness, you can always email the show. Sound off at whotv.com. I'd, I'd uh, like to thank the Hawkeyes for proving that you don't have to score 50 points to make a game exciting and fun to watch. Conversely, I'd also like to file a complaint for them taking at least three years off my life yesterday. <laughs> Shane in Marshalltown. I think the Iowa offense should treat the defense to all-you-can-eat wings in a show of appreciation for the way the defense played Saturday. Then again, the offense bailed out the defense in the pit win after the D gave up a late TD. So, I guess they're even. 
Tim in Des Moines. Very nice win to put on the resume, but let's not forget Wisconsin served that game up on a platter to the Hawks for the majority of the game, and it ended 10-6. Not an impressive win, but still a nice win. Adam from Syracuse, New York, no doubt. We're big in Syracuse. Watching online at WHOTV.com or with the 13 Now streaming app. Tom is in Des Moines. 60-second sound off. One thought from each of the callers. Uh, Tom, a thought on Iowa football. Uh, I'm an optimist. But I, I think after yesterday that if they can beat Northwestern, they can win the West. And the East doesn't look so strong. Crazy right. thing is, in two yeah. weeks, Iowa and Northwestern could both be 6-0. and That would be unbelievable. Jocko and Clive has patiently waited to uh, weigh in on Rick Pitino and the uh, uh, yeah. troubles hanging over Louisville. Yeah, that's, that's tough. That's tough. Uh, huge Hawkeye fan. Big win. Uh, go Cubs. Uh, good old friend of mine, Rusty is confused why everyone is surprised about Louisville basketball. After all, didn't their head coach get caught porking a waitress at a restaurant a few years ago? Uh, there was some incident at an Italian restaurant. I've never heard it quite described that way. I think it was that uh, booth. A cheeser. Cheeser, you'll have the final word. Hey, hey guys, how was your weekend, guys? Oh, fantastic. Good. We cheeser wins. We've, we've got some royal celebration hey, for you. Hey, I'll go to the cycle and say, hey, T.G. Otzenberger sent me a picture of a 600-pound chicken in a bikini. Oh, boy. Uh, and I'm sure T.J. will be thrilled that you shared that with Iowa. <laughs> We're back next week. We hope you are, too. We leave you with the sound-off send-off. The Hawkeyes take back the big brass bull. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig. Inspiring kid confidence.